Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. This is Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I am joined by my two celebrity savants, the woman who's likely wearing a leopard fur jacket, Miss Gwen Flamberg. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> and Sarah, don't call me a ginger Huron. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you guys. Well, we have a full day full of divorces, fake heritage scandals, hot new couples, uh, a father-in-law not knowing his own son-in-law, and a royal rift that is on the mend. But before we get into this very exciting week of celebrity news, let's start with some intentions. These are not intentions for us. We're doing all right. We already made our New Year's resolutions. These are intentions for celebrities. So let us kick us off. Sarah Huron, who is your celebrity intention for? Well, Travis, I'm going to go rogue and bring up the Bachelor plugs right now in the first two minutes. Shocking. So for more information, go listen to Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast in which these are totally broken down. But over the holidays, we lost two Bachelor couples. I don't know if you've recovered with Evan and Carly from Paradise getting divorced and Peter and Kelly, who were together for seven months after his disaster of a season. One announced two days before Christmas, one announced on New Year's Eve, like... A lot to unpack really affected my holidays and I'm still searching for answers. Um, Carly and Evan's split especially has gotten very messy. His ex-wife is making all these crazy claims. His first wife, Carly is clapping back on YouTube, but Evan has been silent and I would like him to share his truth. Peter and Kelly, I, I believe they'll talk one day, so I'm not worried about it. But Evan, I would like to encourage if your wife's going to have a YouTube channel and talk about your divorce and your ex-wife's going to go on Reality Steve's podcast, Get your own, buddy. Come on, Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Start your own YouTube channel. Tell me your side of the story, Evan. We need to hear from you. America needs you. Um, And isn't Peter like a huge D-bag who we all hate or no? Oh, I think that's a little harsh, Travis. But, you know, he, <laughs> okay. he, he is the bachelor who proposed to one woman, dumped her for the runner-up, then broke up with that girl and ended up with his fifth-place contestant for seven months all mm. in the same year. And, you know, call that what you want, but uh, his contract doesn't expire until March. So when that comes around... Also, Peter, come talk to me, friend. (laughs) Lovely. Gwen Flamberg, who are you intending on this year? 
Well, you guys might be surprised. I'm going a little bit outside my normal wheelhouse, but it's for somebody who I do adore and have for a very long time. Mr. DJ Pauly D. You know, Pauly D, he's got that hair. We always bonded over that, he and I, when he would come up to the office. He actually told me early on in the original days of Jersey Shore how he got his hair to stay like that. And mm-hmm. more importantly, what he used to get all that hairspray out, which was... Tea tree oil. That's right, Paul Mitchell, tea tree oil <laughs> shampoo. That's right, you remember too, Trev? <laughs> yes. But, you know... DJ Pauly D just bleached his hair blonde. He went platinum like so many have. And his friend, Vinny Guadagnino, also from Jersey Shore, he teased him about it. And you know what? I think my intention for Pauly is to just like, you know, you be you, Pauly. You stick with what you want for your image. And when you want to try something new... I think it's really brave to try something new. But, you know, Vinny was, like, annoyed that Pauly D made his hair blonde. And not for the reason that you might think. It was because, you know, he didn't ask him first, which is really funny. You know, it's, like, such, like, a bromance between those two. Yeah, when Vinny and Pauly were talking with Us Weekly virtually about their new MTV show, Vinny said, well, I was a little upset. He didn't get my permission first. He jokingly replied. DJ Pauly D then started to joke that the two were in a fight. Yeah, you know, like when girls break up with their man and they change their hair color and they get a tattoo. Vinny continued, he did everything. Booked a vacation. He went to Tulum. You know, so those two like took that whole that they were taking their bromance on a breakup a little far, but it actually isn't so. They're friends and I want my intention to be for Pauly D to stay blonde, stay golden. You do you. Lovely, lovely. I was waiting for the intention. I was like, we're getting a lot of interviews. I don't care. Do you like the blonde hair? Do we hate it? I we love like it. the blonde hair. I mean, it's totally a departure <laughs> for Polly, but you know, I think it's amazing okay. for somebody who is like, you know, his trademark is his hair, right? So I think it takes a lot of courage yeah. to like try something new. I wish I had that courage. Well, Gwen, my intention is also for someone taking the courage to try something new, and it's for Miss Erica Jane. (laughs) I would like her to release a song about the current scandal, like Taxes Make My Kitty Bounce, or like Salacious and Scandalous, and just like a full Pretty Mess song laughing at what everyone's saying about her tax and money issues, her divorce. I want her to channel that through her art, which is not only dressing up, but is also through music. And that is my intention. Taxes Do you think it's going to happen? Is I, yeah. I think yeah. a lot that we discuss on this podcast actually happens. So you might just manifest that. All right. Well, I will tweet at her taxes make my kitty bounce. And I think she can really do something with that. Okay. Now, fraud. <laughs> Ooh, frivolous fraud is good. Or I put the frills on fraud. Ooh. Path of fraud. <laughs> okay, we have to stop. Okay, okay. Well, Not funny us... that they stole money from plane crash victims, by the way, let the record show. Right, right, of course. Like, Boeing bounce is really inappropriate. But, you know, I want something that's not that inappropriate, something like that. Okay, let us move into some of the news this week because we are chalked full of it. All right, so... Let's move into the shocking, but also not at all news. If rumors are to be believed, and we sure do, Kim Kardashian may be moving into a new direction that is not West. Yes, we have (laughs) learned that Kim Kardashian is ready to file for divorce from Kanye West, adding another victim to the tale of the Kardashian curse with a K. Sarah Huron, there is a lot to unpack here. We've heard so much from sources. Give us some highlights. Tell the people what they need to know. 
Yes. I mean, again, so much is out there. Quick little breakdown timeline. Back in July of 2020, Us Weekly exclusively reported that Kim was talking to a divorce lawyer, Laura Wasser. She is like divorce attorney to the stars, Ryan Reynolds, Kelly Clarkson, Angelina Jolie, like you name it. She was the only one icon, queen icon legend. Mm -hmm. Um, And she so Kim has been talking to her since July, which Us Weekly reported at the time. Then we reported a bunch through the fall that Kim was in L.A. and Kanye was in Wyoming and Kim was continuously weighing her options. You know, after everything happened with his campaign and those comments Mm -hmm. he made about North and abortion and his Twitter rants claiming he wanted a divorce and Kris Jenner was trying to lock him up. Like so much happened this summer that throughout the fall, we kept hearing and reporting that Kim was still considering everything. Then for whatever reason, when the New York Post said it a few days ago, everyone acted like it was brand new information when Us Weekly has been telling you this since July. But okay. And sources, I think their headline was just a little more yeah, dramatic. We were, I mean, I think we, which we were accurate, like she's still considering it. She's still going through right. it. It wasn't like she filed and we missed it. You know what I mean? So now right. we know that a source told us that Kim and Kanye got into a huge fight in early December. That might've been the straw that broke the camel's back. Quote, Kanye blew up at Kim and she was really upset. Things between them don't seem to have healed since then. We've also heard that they are in some marriage counseling over this year, but lately it's been Kim going alone. They're in settlement talks behind the scenes and Kim wants to have everything kind of figured out and handled before they actually pull the trigger and file for divorce because the media frenzy is going to be even crazier than it already is. I think it threw her off that everything got out as definitive as it seems to be versus rumors, but there's so much going on. I do have to say, you know, if you look at this whole year, you know, we have been talking about Kim and Kanye a lot during the pandemic and during quarantine. And when we've talked about couples who we think might make it and who might not make it through the pandemic, you know, Kim has actually been very um, thoughtful with how she's approached everything with Kanye through all of this. And so it doesn't surprise me that she was actually trying to have everything kind of zipped up before it got out. Well, he's, you know, an unstable person. Well, he's I mentally think she's- ill. He's beyond unstable. And yeah, she he's actually mentally that. Ill. She has actually recognized that, you know, which is, um, you know, kudos to her in, in that regard. And, you know, guys, I did do some math. And if the marriage was over, you know, when we're saying it's over this week, this will have lasted 32.67 times longer than her marriage to Chris Humphreys. Wow, that's a win, Kimmy. Congratulations. Four kids. You got Let's applaud that. Seven, Saint, five, um, Chicago, two, Psalm, 19 months. How many times have I written this in the last two days? You tell me. Um, So, you know, I know she's doing it for the kids, trying to handle the situation with care. And I respect that because one thing you can say about the Kardashians is they do put family first, even if they put cameras in right behind it. They put they put family first. And if you watch the show, you see Kim all the time. They always talk about how they loved the way Kris Jenner and Robert Kardashian Sr. handled their split and stayed friendly for their kids. So, you know, that's what Kim is thinking. And that's what we heard from sources, too. And what do you guys think about the Van Jones rumors? Now, these came out because he was on Watch What Happens Live and said that he was in contact with Kim Kardashian one to two times a week because of all of her work trying to get people wrongfully convicted or convicted for misdemeanor chargers out of jail. I mean, I think he's a little busy. Like, as these rumors were circulating, I was watching him on CNN try to, like, figure out what the hell was going on yesterday. Not that we're going to get into that. But, um... I would ship it if it happened. I don't think there's any truth to it, but if it does happen, like, let's go, let's manifest that. Kim needs someone like strong and important and smart. I think it would be a real interesting choice on his part. I do have to say, I I think especially since he, 
You know, he's I, I, I love Van Jones. I mean, I do have to be transparent. I'm more of an MSNBC person than a CNN person. But I do think that he was pretty fantastic on the, you know, during, during the election coverage. And I think he kind of got a little extra fame through the election yeah. coverage. Yeah, and now now all of a sudden he's leaning towards Kim. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's a little but I don't know if I'd ship it so much. But think about this. To put it in your stylish terms and world, the same way Kanye got Kim her like credit that she wasn't gonna be able to get and like on Vogue and stuff, Van Jones could get Kim her credit with prison reform and like politics and stuff that she's like fighting for. Well, could he really? He's I don't know. Very, very left leaning TV journalist on CNN. I mean, he's what I like about him is that he's very handsome. And I also like that he is a bit different than the other people who she's gravitated towards. Oh, he's but... different than Chris Humphreys? <laughs> 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 I, you know, right. Tra- Reed, I'm saying he's like quite intelligent and yeah. and he's interesting and he stands for, you know, he, he has a bit stronger of a point of view, which I really appreciate. Um, but let's, let's see. I mean, let's see this. Listen, stranger things have happened. That is true. And there are lots of rumors surrounding this couple, the rest of which we won't even dive into because we are unable to confirm them. But can uh, we can we talk about like the most exciting and, you know, interesting couple that's come out of this new year? Can we talk about it? Well, Olivia we Wilde and Harry Styles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Segue right to that. You know, this couple is uh, breaking to pieces, but one couple that is standing their ground in the midst of a scandal, Miss Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> so let's pay no attention to that New England girl behind the Spanish curtain, or as <laughs> Hilaria would call it, Cortinas. And it sure is Cortinas <laughs> for her reputation. <laughs> I mean, this scandal is what we live for at Us Weekly. It is someone who is just lightly lying about themselves for whatever reason. Gwen, tell us a little bit about what Hilaria, born Hillary, is doing. Oh, but how you say, how you say cucumber in this language. <laughs> well, Travis. You know, I am just so bowled over by this story. Hilaria Baldwin has been getting uh, just a little bit of flack lately. And, and a by, bit. by right, by a little bit of flack, that's it's kind of like um, how she views herself. It's, it's not at all accurate um, because people are saying that she has not only faked her accent, but also her entire identity. This all started with, with like a little kind of... Instagram feud, if you would call it that, with um, Amy Schumer, when Hilaria first posted this picture with her baby, you know, and, and Amy Schumer kind of made a spoof of that, reposted the picture saying like, Jean and I, her baby would like to wish you a happy holidays. And that kind of sparked off a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because Haloria made a big deal about it that Amy was body shaming her. And that opened the door for a number of people to comment on uh, Haloria basically faking her entire life. That she was born in, in Boston, <laughs> that her name was Hillary all the way through high school, that she is 100% fully American. There have even been, uh, you know, 
data pulled up that both of her parents were born here in the good old U.S. of A. In fact, one of her parents is like, you know, dates back to the American Revolution, like real American heritage. And she claims that, you know, she has blended cultures from Majorca, where her family has a vacation home. Now, I, I think her parents do live there some of the time. Uh, but, you know, that's like me saying, Trav, that I used to go to my friend's house in Tulum every year on vacation. Yeah, and they so live there. I am half Mexican. Right. But, you know, like, here's the thing. She's not been transparent whatsoever. The interwebs are really giving it to her. <laughs> what I think is really astounding is, and I really want more information on this, Travis. I think we need to dig even deeper Alec Baldwin is 100% standing by his wife and claiming that she has done absolutely nothing strange (laughs) by claiming a false identity. She is as American as American can be. Well, also, I mean, I started to feel bad for her just be just like the tiniest bit, like the little bit of the heart, like the Grinch has, because it was just like taking on a life of its own. But then I saw the story about how at their <laughs> wedding they said C instead of I do. And she claims that her parents didn't know how to pronounce Baldwin. And I was like, all right, bitch, like I'm out. Like this is ridiculous. And also your job, like you've made a career out of being like an influencer. And if this is what you're leaning into, like, that's not cool. Like, if your job is to be yourself and to be Alec Baldwin's wife, I remember the SBP Stylish Party, her introducing herself as I'm Hilaria, Alec's wife. Like, she wants to be known and she, like, embraced it as this mommy blogger, Spanish blogger. And you can't, you can't be famous for being yourself if you're lying. That's the one rule. You have to be transparent if you're an influencer, reality star, famous for being famous person. Like, you have to be honest. It's the only and here's rule. The, yeah, here's the thing you can have an affinity for the Spanish culture, because you love going there, you love visiting. Like Travis, you know, I would go to Brazil every year. I I have yeah. a real affinity for the Brazilian culture. My father was English, even though he grew up in New York. And I, you know, have an affinity. I'm like kind of an Anglophile. I love going to England. I would love to live in London one day. But it's like, I'm not saying that like, you know, I, I, I'm hundred percent English and I was born in England and, you know, I'm not yeah. like, you know, it's just crazy. Like she, all of their kids have Spanish names, which is cool. If like you have an affinity for the Spanish culture, but just right. say that don't say you're Spanish or that your parents don't know how to pronounce words in English when they are freaking American. Oh, my God. And I interviewed Hilaria at the match game, which her husband, Alec Baldwin, hi, I'm Hilaria, Alec's wife, hosts. And I speak Spanish fluently. I've gone to Mexico every year. I lived in Spain for a year. And I spoke Spanish with her. And I mean, her Spanish was way better than mine. And it seems she's really dedicated to this charade. Uh, Sarah Heron, how does she come back from this? Oh, man. I mean, I think her only chance is the fact that Everything has really hit the fan following it. We've got the Kim and Kanye thing. We have the state of the world. We've had like every day there's been a new scan. 2021 has proven to already be insane. So yeah. I think she lays low, which she didn't do at first, by the way. They did a horrible job. Just like she was well, like, clapping back in Ireland. Right. And yeah, it was just like the PR nightmare continued for them. Her um, maiden so think- name is Thomas. Hilaria. <laughs> <laughs> I looked that Thomas. up. And her parents' names are David Thomas, and her mother's name is Catherine. Oh, my God. That is the whitest name I've ever heard. You know, call me Sarita. 
I just, I can't. Um, but I don't know. I think she lays low for as long as possible. I think she, and then just really leans into the kids. Because if you attack kids, you get in trouble these days. So stick only to mommy. Only post pictures with their kids. Only Smart. post pictures with the kid. And stick to mom, stick to mommy stuff. That's her only shot. But also just lay freaking low. She's the new Rachel Dzichish, the woman who was like in the NAACP chapter after lying about her race, saying she's transracial. That was well, smart. buena suerte, Hilaria. <laughs> Con suerte. Bon dia. Let's, uh, you know, talk about some people who are a little less problematic. I know Gwen is excited about this. It mm. seems that there's a new couple who that seems to know the one direction that they are taken in life. It is Watermelon Sugar Wild. Of course, that is Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Sarah Huron, tell us what is going on. We are, I'm obsessed with this new couple. It has really made my year already. What a way to start 2021 with a new little pairing like this. So for those of you who don't know, um, Olivia Wilde is directing a movie called Don't Worry Darling, and Shia LaBeouf was actually supposed to star in it, and he dropped out or was kicked out. Like, who knows? You know, he's messy as mm-hmm. we've been through on this podcast. But in September, the news broke that Harry Styles, who's been getting into acting a lot more recently, was going to be taking over for Shia LaBeouf. So they have known each other since at least September um, when he started filming this movie, and a couple, you know... Then they were filming it. It was it was a shutdown a minute for Corona, but the movie's been kind of in yeah. full force. In November is when we found out Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis was no more. That was a shot to the heart for all of us. They have two kids, yeah. an Otis six, daughter, Daisy four. They had been together for like a decade. And, you know, a couple days ago, Harry Styles' manager got married. And who was he holding hands with? But not only his director, Olivia Wilde, 36. He's 26. I mean, kind of broke the internet. Great. Great. I love it. Gwen, I know you love this new couple because you love Olivia Wilde. It was just the content that we needed. Here's why I love it. I love that Harry is with an older lady who is super smart, super accomplished, kind of like an intellectual equal or greater. And you Absolutely. know what else? And hot. I love? Hot as hell. And they looked amazing in those Gucci outfits. Come on. Like, yeah, give did. me chic hot flowy boho like they are so they it just they looked so comfortable in their own skin i yeah. love it. and a source told us that james corden sort of ushered in their new relationship he sort of facilitated little meetings after they met on set and was sort of the the matchmaker to all of this but yeah i, I really agree like this it. is really what we need in 2021 a source also told us, I believe, at the wedding, Harry called Olivia his girlfriend during his like toast or something. Yes, he mentioned he was officiating the wedding, I didn't hear and this. he mentioned my girlfriend in his speech. So we also like ship a Hollywood couple who moves too fast. We love that at Us Weekly. We love when they meet on set; they're together every day. Engagement three months down the road. That is Break what celebrities by the end do. Of the year. Break it by the end of the year. But That's how we like our couples. Thing, guys, because our original reporting on Olivia and Jason is that they had been split for quite a long time. And yeah. they kind of just made it public when it was, you know, it was about to be scooped, right? So we right. don't know how long they've been seeing each other. I, right. I love that. I just love that they could have been seeing each other really quietly for quite a long time. We also love uh, an onset romance. And like, I mean, obviously the leading ladies are, mm-hmm. are leading ladies, sometimes leading ladies or the leading. A showmance. Yeah, a showmance. A showmance. Like, 
the main characters, right? But when a director and an actor, like, oh, we love to see it. I put together another lengthy list on usmagazine.com. If I actually read that guy. More. I liked that. Yeah. There's a lot, and it like spans decades. Like it's it's been a thing for a long time, and it's just like such an interesting dynamic. I love that she's like the director of this movie and now dating him, and he's just so freaking hot. It's like sexy. It's just sexy overall. Thank you, Harry and Olivia, for your love. You have brought us life. Ladies, I have a question to ask you. Who's your favorite Chris? Well, actually, don't answer, because sometimes the answer can deliver a harsh blow, even to a Guardian of the Galaxy, especially when it's from a Terminator. So this is about Chris Pratt and Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) So Chris Pratt, during an Instagram pledge drive for a nonprofit greater good, love it already, he did an Instagram live for about two hours. He had a lot of celebrity buddies on, turned into chat with him. And in about an hour and 12 minutes, he introduced a very special guest. Chris says, our next guest is a pretty important guy. He's Mr. Universe. He's the Terminator. He's the former governor of California. He's my father-in-law. He's my daughter's grandfather. In a word, I better not screw this up or I'll be terminated. Now, I read that lengthy (laughs) intro because Schwarzenegger then appears split screen on the Instagram lives and says, hello, Chris Evans. (laughs) And there was a strange (gasps) pause between the words and... They, like, didn't make sense. So then Arnold Schwarzenegger said, oh, not Chris Evans. Sorry. I'm I'm going to screw this up right from the beginning. Chris Pratt. I didn't look at the cue cards right away. And then he put on a pair of glasses and said, sorry about that. So then Schwarzenegger continued, I mean, I should know your name. I really should know your name. Um, that's for sure. You're my favorite son-in-law. Chris Pratt responded, I'm your only son-in-law. I better be your favorite. And then he pulls like a funny face and laughs. So it seems like it's all good. But I, I mean, I know, I Gwen Flamberg thought nope. about this. Maybe Arnold has just been hanging out through the pandemic by himself with Whiskey and Lulu, his donkey and mini horse. And, you know, he might just be like losing his social skills or maybe this was all for like a really big laugh and it was orchestrated. I could see that, too. I really hope that Arnold Schwarzenegger really thinks his son-in-law is Chris Evans and, you know, was a little disappointed. And I hope Chris Pratt got a lot of money for his charity for this ridiculous interaction. Okay, let's talk about, you know, a couple who is on again, off again, on again, off again, maybe open relationship, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Sarah Huron, what is the latest on these two? And can we even keep up with this anymore? I mean, heartily, Stormy's parents are so busy. Um, You know, Travis joined the fam in Aspen. You know, every celebrity ever was in Aspen over the holidays. Pandemic be damned. And Travis was with the family, which isn't shocking for Kardashians to have their exes join their trip. But it did prompt, you know, some speculation. And we did have a source say that they're giving their relationship another go, but they're not labeling anything. They're just saying they're together. Kylie and Travis want their relationship to work long term and are rededicating themselves. She's excited to keep the family together. Travis is not allowed to date other people he is a great dad and very involved (laughs) the first time travis didn't want to be tied down but after spending the holidays together they're invested so i think these two change every other day but that's interesting information right Absolutely. I Well, they're back together. And it seems that sort of they were together, but Travis was allowed to do whatever he wanted. And that sort of thing just doesn't sit right with me, especially when the woman's like 20 or 21. It just seems like she's being used. So I'm glad that he's rededicating himself to Kylie. Um, Gwen, there is another amazing couple update news you are ginger sister not sarah of course emma stone 
pregnant. Us Weekly can exclusively confirm. Tell us all the details. Oh, adorable. Well, Emma Stone is pregnant with her SNL writer, Dave McCary, husband's first child. Wait, I didn't say that right. I feel like that was really awkward. So exciting. <laughs> Emma Stone and her husband, SNL writer, Dave McCary, are pregnant with their first child. Us Weekly did, in fact, break that news. You know what I love is that they managed to keep this under wraps. Like, she's quite heavily pregnant. But a source oh, yeah, she looks us, crazy pregnant. Yeah, but a source tells us that she's very happy and very excited about becoming a mother. She's constantly ooing and cooing. She looks great. She <laughs> looks healthy. She's glowing, the source confirms to us. She's been keeping up with friends and work. She's staying active and getting a lot of exercise in. Really cute. You know, I love Emma Stone. She's one of those actresses that's like cool and chic and smart. I love that she's married to like a smart writer guy. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really beautiful baby. Let's pray for another ginger. Let's. And I think her and Andrew Garfield were so toxic and tumultuous that we saw that I'm really happy she's with someone who has their stuff together, isn't like a super out there prominent person. And everyone who I've talked to who's interact with Emma Stone says she's literally the nicest, most kindest, like gives children presents, like sweet angel baby of this earth. Oh, and she's cool. Yeah. And she's cool. done talking about happy couples let's talk about a messy couple um we have uncovered some completely fictitious text messages from uh, i will be playing the part of brian austin green and sarah who will you be playing um i will be playing the part of sharna from dancing with the stars no even need yeah. for a last name she's she's just sharna um and if you missed it they were making out in hawaii <laughs> Hot. Well, yes, they had a new relationship that that's been, you know, raising a little eyebrows since around Christmas. Um, he's 47. She is 35. And yeah, they were making out all over this Hawaiian beach during their holiday over the weekend. And again, we have uncovered some completely fictitious made up, but could be could be pretty accurate text messages from Brian Austin Green and Sharna. OK, I will be playing the role of Brian Austin Green. Hey, Sharna. It's Brian Austin Green. Crickets. Uh, that's David Silver from 90210. I heard that you had liked four of my pictures last year, and I just wanted to say hi. Oh, the one who was married to Megan Fox? I think I saw you on The Masked Singer. Or was it The Masked Dancer? Honestly, I can't remember. But yeah, that's cool. I was just wondering what you're doing next weekend. If you didn't have any plans, I thought this pandemic would be a great time to fly to Hawaii and make out and take pictures on the beach. Wait, didn't you and Megan get married on the beach? Not that I would look up or know random details about your marriage that keeps making headlines. Oh, yeah, I guess I did get married there. So weird. So are you down? Let me just check with ABC that I'm allowed to canoodle with Fox stars. Okay, great. Just make sure your bikinis are right because you're going to be competing with Megan Fox. Hope that's okay. Oh, please. I've seen the Bloody Valentine music video. I've got this. Okay, great. I'm going to throw on some long pastel board shorts, and I've already sent the paparazzi all of our itinerary. My dude, Peter the Pap, will be the main one, and he'll be joining us for dinner every night for photo reviews. I'll meet you at the airport, XOXO. <laughs> wow, that was a breaking discovery we had on the Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast. Can you believe these revelations? Wow. I mean, can you believe these photos of them, him taking pictures of her and her posing and him smacking her ass and them on the beach at the same freaking Hawaii five se four seasons resort that he married Megan Fox a decade ago? Like what a little spidey moment. 
I know. Gwen, do you think that this is like the right type of petty where she's been flaunting her relationship and he's taking this turn? Or do you think it's obviously transparent and stupid? Well, I think kind of all of the above, Trav. It's totally transparent and stupid. They've just gotten kind of crazy. Like, I felt really bad for Brian Austin Green and all of this. Like, I think that, yeah. you know, for, for Megan and, and Machine Gun Kelly, who are, you know, let it be noted, one of Sarah Heron's favorite couples, to be mm-hmm. flaunting. Did you, see him on Rock and Eve? Did you see him on Rock and Eve? He was wearing pink, his best color. She, she was in the audience. Him. He loves to wear pinkwear. Yeah. You know, they just it's it's kind of been very immature, let's just say, the way that they've been flaunting their love. Like there are children involved here, you know. Um, but Brian yeah. kind of just did a little tit for tat with this one. And I don't know. I'm not feeling as bad for him as I was. I was getting uh Max Demi Lovato's ex Max vibes when he was writing music uh on the beach that he proposed to her at with the paparazzi that just so happened to be their vibes. Yeah, totally. And you know what's even better? Because it's interesting. It's like, what role does Sharna play in this, right? Because Brian Austin Green, you know, he's been around for a while. He's had his name in the headlines a lot this year because of Megan Fox. And Sharna, the Dancing with the Stars people, they're kind of getting more notoriety. Like that show is somehow on and she's been on it for a while. Um, And it does pretty well. And she has a lot of followers. Um, and he has he comes from more of the traditional Hollywood and she's more of the like mainstream, like the new generation. So it's an interesting match. But also we talked to her us weekly a few weeks before all this went down. And Sharna told us that she was dating someone that was famous and we would know who they were, but they weren't ready to say it yet. And then she said, quote, how funny would it be if it actually found the love of my life during a pandemic? I'm looking for that soulmate stuff, that thing where something inside of you recognizes that something inside of them. And I'm like, shut Hello. up. He's looking for her twin flame. Twin flame. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I actually like it better now that she's feeding into it and saying that he's her twin flame. What if the 2020 was the year that both Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green, who have been together for a decade, found their real twin flames? We can only root for that. Who near cares about the three sons involved? Right. <laughs> well, good luck to all of those four, and I hope they make it through the year. Um, let's move on to a woman who can't help get you into the Electoral College, Lori Laughlin. She was mm-hmm. released from prison after serving her two-month sentence for her crimes related to the college admissions scandal, Varsity Blues, never caught on. And a source tells us that her first tape back as a free woman have been bittersweet. It's hard to be home without her husband, Massimo, explains the source, adding that the fashion designer is expected to remain behind bars until April. The source goes on and says they're praying to be reunited on Easter prayers up and Lori Laughlin is also hoping to make a career comeback the source <laughs> says quote having seen that Felicity Hoffman is re-returning to work it has given her some hope that she can too the source adds that there's interest in bringing her back to the Hallmark channel um, she was asked by the network back in 2019 and the source says don't be surprised if Lori's acting again in six months oh, um, man. super fan of the family Sarah Huron and Hallmark stand for the gods what are you do you want to see her in a Hallmark movie do you think she'll go back okay well I'll say a few things one Lori Laughlin's main role on the Hallmark channel was this show called Wind Calls the Heart I've never seen an episode of Wind Calls the Heart and I say that with with pride um, however, the creator has been very supportive of her since the network cut ties with her the last two years, really being like, you know, talking about how her character needs justice, the fans deserve like resolution, and he wants her back. So if the network gives her them the green light, she will a thousand percent be back on this Hallmark show. And then that will obviously open the doors for her to make movies. She had that garage sale mystery movie series. She did the Christmas movies. But I wanted her 
to get scooped up by Lifetime. And I wanted Lifetime to hire Lori Laughlin and have her start leading like their um, Christmas movie uh, season because they're a little bit more edgy and stuff and they don't have to answer for quite as many of the conservative mm. audience that Hallmark does. So I definitely think yeah. she's going to work. Definitely think it's probably going to be a made-for-TV something, but then I think these men calls the heart people really want her back. But can I also say that Olivia Jade was up here on TikTok asking people if they want her to start vlogging again and liking all the comments about how she needs to go back to YouTube. So I really think 2021 is going to be a big yes. year for, for the fam. Could be. <laughs> Gwen, what do you think about Lori's return? What kind of movie would you like to see her in? Oh, Travis, that is so easy. I think that the Hallmark Channel should do a film of a woman in jail. And I think that everybody, yeah, like, you know, strife behind bars. Someone who was perhaps, (laughs) you know, wrongfully accused, but, you know, to like everyone. But actually, she did do it. She's the only one who knows. And then the moral is that she comes clean by the end Mm -hmm. of the movie. See, this is Lifetime shit. Hallmark would never do that, but Lifetime would do that. So she needs yeah, to jump true. in and give Hallmark the middle finger and say, I'm going to Lifetime. It's the same thing. It's just <laughs> Hallmark gets kind of more of the credit for being like the mate for TV movies. But Lifetime is doing the same thing, just edgier. What about the We Network, Sarah Heron? Maybe. Or Up TV, maybe? The We Network, Love After Lockup, but like scripted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Love After Lockup. That's why I was thinking the name of the movie should be. But that's yeah. a reality show. So this could be this the scripted version. I'd love that for her. I love that for her. Um, Well, guys, I think the most uh, messy celebrity news of the week, it seems like we've already talked about a lot of it, but actress Tanya Roberts, who sadly passed away, she was in Beastmaster. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. Like, did she really pass away? That was the whole drama. Yeah. Yes, yes. She's a for God's sakes. She's a Bond girl. She was in Charlie's Angels for a season. Um, The Love Boat. She was in a lot of them. Just a bombshell. Of course, she played the mother of who? Donna. Uh, Donna's. Mom. She played Don's mom, Midge, in that '70s show, and you know, she <laughs> was reported dead when she wasn't actually reported dead by her publicist, who had misheard from her partner that she had passed when she didn't. So her partner confirmed that she had died on Tuesday and not on Monday night. But this was just a hot mess all around. There are two best parts about this. Also, RIP. This is really sad. I hope that while she was, yeah. you know really struggling she like collapsed while walking her dogs or something on christmas eve so and she was yeah. obviously not doing well so i hope that she doesn't really realize that all this happened because it's kind of a sad way to go but the one crazy part about it is on monday when they took it back that she didn't die ashton kutcher was t- tweeting at all of his that 70 show co-stars being like dude she's not dead and they were like sending each other gifts back and forth celebrating and then when she was actually passed away her husband or partner was being interviewed by inside edition when he got the phone call so they have the video of him finding out she's not dead then 12 hours later she actually was like yeah. this is like wildly mishandled, horrible, insane. Oh God, it really was like such a mess with her publicist. We don't need to see that. That was a disaster. Okay, well, let's talk about the Royals. Mm. Harry and William are finally starting to heal their relationship, a source tells us. After two years of harsh insults and silent treatments, the dueling brothers, Prince William and Prince Harry, have finally decided to not feud any longer. Both William and Harry have gotten emotional during some of their long-distance conversation, and the source says that they still manage to remain reasonable and amicable throughout the discussions. 
Um, and this has taken place over the course of dozens of phone calls between the brothers, and no one is happier about this than the queens, and the wives are still not in communications. Royal file and British genealogy confirmed. Gwen Flamberg, what are your thoughts about the brothers finally starting to heal? I know you must love it because the queen's happy. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody wants them to heal. Everybody wants, um, you know, the best for both of them. And so hopefully it's I think it's probably going to be a little bit of a longer road than than, you know, everything's honky dory. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'd be very happy if they were on that road to recovery. Me too. Sarah Heron, do you think that the brothers are going to bury the hatchet, come together? And what do you think this means for Meghan Markle? I mean, obviously, I was so excited when I saw this reporting, and I hope it's true, but I really think we need to tread lightly here. I think they're both going to be on edge. They're obviously trying to make mm-hmm. amends. I'm sure they miss each other. I'm sure they all miss each other. Like, it's been a crazy year. They haven't seen each other in person since last March. We don't know when they will. Um, but I, I hope it's true, and I hope that they really are, you know, coming together because, you know, Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth, as we know, they're not exactly mm-hmm. love. So, and those kids are getting older and the ar- our older Archie gets the, you know, he's not, doesn't know his cousins at all. Like it's sad. So of course I'm rooting yeah. for him, but I don't know who, what's Megan rooting for. Who knows? Who knows? Well, you thought it was going to be left in 2020, but it's not. Guess what it's time for. <gasps> boxing! Celebrity, celebrity birthday mania. boxing mania. All right. First up in the ring for the first bout of 2021, Gwen Flamberg, the fight is to you. It is Bradley Cooper, who turns 46 this week, versus Nicolas Cage, who is 57 this week. Well, you know, they're both interesting characters, aren't they? But I think that in this realm, Bradley's sobriety is really going to help him because Nick Cage will just be sort Mm -hmm. of like doing his Nick Cage thing and Bradley will sweep in and just knock him out with one uh, left hook. Ah, fantastic. Uh, Sarah Huron, the second bout goes to you. Dustin Diamond, Screech, is 44 this week versus Liam Hemsworth, who is 31 this week. Um, wow. Well, poor Screech. You're going to kill Screech? I mean, it's obviously what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Screech. I really just put him in there as filler. All right, Gwen Flamberg, the last bout of the night is Holland Taylor, who is 77 this week, mm-hmm. versus Julia Louise Dreyfus, who wow. is 59 this week. Listen, both epic ladies. I would like for Holland to take it, but mm-hmm. I think we all know that Julia Louise Dreyfus is the ultimate fighter, has beat her bout with breast cancer, did it, mm-hmm. you know, with a real. Um, positive spirit and a lot of strength displayed to all. So it's going to be like, you know, two uppercuts and some poetry and Holland will just say, that's it. I'm out. Oh, that's so sad. Well, Sarah Huron, please crown the victor of the 2021 celebrity birthday boxing match arena. Bradley Cooper, 46, Liam Hemsworth, 31 and Julia Louise Dreyfus, 59. Well, first, I would just like to apologize to listeners for mixing up Chris and Liam Hemsworth. I do know the difference. I misheard. Either way, Liam would also beat Screech. Um, and he would also win totally, I think, because he he's, you know, he's in the Hunger Games. He's been through worse. And he has Thor to give him tips as I mixed him up as before. So either way, the Hemsworth <laughs> brothers are winning. Okay, good for them. 
Well, thank you guys for joining us on this first podcast of the year. We have covered a lot of topics today, and I can't wait to see what happens next week in 2020 with all of these celebs. Don't forget to like us five stars, write us a little review, give us something nice, make us smile, make us, make us chuckle, tell your friends to listen, and of course, check out usmagazine.com for all the celebrity news all week long, and we will see you next week.